Hello, and welcome to the Real Estate and Red Deer podcast. I'm your host, Andrea Wiseman. And I'm your co-host, Mike Wiseman. I'm a realtor in Central Alberta, and this podcast will focus on anything and everything real estate related, as well as life in general living in Red Deer. I work for Mike Wiseman, this guy here. He's in real estate. I am not a realtor. He is a realtor. And I basically do his social media and his marketing, except for when he posts stories that are super relevant. You'll know that it's him because it's not Ryan. Andrea is the brains behind the ideas that we come up with to make ourselves relevant in real estate and Red Deer. That's like the perfect way to describe what we do. And Mike is the machine behind making all the money. <laughs> sure. It's a good balance between a very creative person mm. and somebody who's really good at paperwork. I think we just figured out what our strengths are and what our weaknesses are, and now we're kind of in a routine where we know what we focus on is what we're good at and the other person does the stuff that we're not good at. Like marketing, which every year is a battle with Mike when it comes to marketing. He did not want to do this podcast, or maybe he did. So we've hit a wall with our social media presence lately, Instagram specifically. It just feels like... People aren't on Instagram anymore? People left, they went to TikTok, and anybody who's like on Instagram still is just like watching trends that are like four months old that you can see on TikTok. Here's the thing, like I don't want to go to TikTok because we don't have like morbid content, we don't have anything sexual, we don't have anything that hilarious. Like we're just sort of okay, average people. And that's good for Instagram. That works. I mean, we only have 1800 followers. It's not that much, but Hey, for red deer, that's good. But if we went to TikTok, I feel like we just get lost in the sea of like chaos. I like to refer to TikTok as like Sodom and Gomorrah. It is like, it's like staring at the sun. TikTok is like Shaw and awe, essentially. And Did you say Shaw and awe? <laughs> shock, shock and, and awe. awe? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, TikTok is essentially shock and awe. And real estate, we don't really live in a world where shock and awe is part of our daily lives. It just doesn't, it's not relevant to TikTok. Especially in Red Deer. Here's where we start. We started in 2020. We started doing social media blitz when Reels came out. I think Reels came out like a year before, but I caught on in 2020 because we were bored and we had like the worst year in real estate. We got into social media thinking, hey, we're, let's connect with people again without having to go see them because obviously what was happening in the, the world. In the midst of a pandemic. We were like, how do we get across to people to show them that we're still alive? And we started entertaining them through reels. And we would take the trendy reels and then we would like, you know, put a real estate spin on it or a red deer spin on it. And we I thought it was like kind of relevant, funny because the locals would understand. And it was good for two years. Like it was really good. We had a lot of business come from Instagram. I feel, I feel like I feel like there's more of a backstory to like the whole like who we are and how we got into social media and that whole like transition of <clears throat> getting off of the calendar delivery th- <laughs> circuit. <laughs> so tell them about the calendars. All right. So yeah, my my real estate career started at a young age, really, when my dad was in real estate. And, and his way of touching base with his clients on a yearly basis was to essentially deliver calendars every Christmas. And as a child, that was my brother and my job to go and deliver calendars for my dad. So and then when I got into real estate, the, the calendar trend continued. And so it's funny because we stopped one year and we didn't hear anything from anybody. Like no one piped up about it. All these people were Jim's clients. So Mike's dad's clients. And they were like well into their 70s and 80s. So we stopped doing it for a year and we didn't hear. No one piped up about it. No one was like, oh, where's my calendar? And then like a well, year later, no, think- there was like an old lady like bumped into you and was like, 
what happened to the calendars? And your mom brought it up and she was like, see, people you don't won't know who you are anymore. And I mean, there's two sides <laughs> to that conversation for sure. The one side is that I was trying to take over my dad's business and engage with his clients. But at the end of the day, those clients don't necessarily know, like or trust me. I think it's more of like an era specific problem, right? They want to deal with somebody that's closer to their age, that have similar interests, that sort of thing. Me delivering calendars was not necessarily what we believed to be a good way of keeping in touch with those people. So we just simply stopped doing it. Mm -hmm. And that was like sort of like the era when smartphones really started like I think black you had a Blackberry but like yeah, I had just yeah. gotten an iPhone With it was like a little ball in the middle that you'd scroll around yeah. yeah all of a sudden it was like life was changing and we had calendars on our phones and I remember being like this isn't relevant we're not gonna get any new clients from this and, and no one's gonna be like missing these calendars as they now have phone uh, calendars on their phones but your parents gave us some grief for that. Like, they were pretty distraught about us not delivering calendars. So so we started with the calendars, and I think, actually, it might have started with Your House, Your Home. But back in the day, like in what is? Wait, hold on. What is Your yeah. House, Your Home? Okay. So Your House, Your Home was, uh, it was like a, a real estate-specific flyer that would come out with the paper. Uh, and I think there was two versions of it. There was one that came out with The Advocate, and then there was one that came out with the Red Deer Express. Uh, and literally, like... If you're a realtor in Red Deer, you would advertise in your house, your home. Like, that was the place to advertise. Everybody went to see what you were open housing or what listings you had. And I think in 08, 09, 2010, somewhere in there, we just decided that we simply weren't going to advertise in your house, your home anymore. And people in the industry lost their minds. Like, they were were like, how are people going to know that you exist if you don't have an advertisement in your house, your home? And this is, like, literally when... Facebook Facebook started taking off as, like, for business. We're like, well, we're going to start advertising online. And people thought we were, like, batshit crazy. Totally. (laughs) But, like, it's that's Red Deer, though. Like, because everybody else in every other part of the country was already advertising on Facebook. And I saw it because I was in real... I'm sorry, I wasn't in real estate photography. I was in wedding photography at the time. Wedding photography is sort of, like, this cutting edge. Well, probably not, but, like... It compared was like, to real estate. Compared to real yeah. estate for marketing, like, it was hard. Like, you had to, like, really market yourself and, like, find every nook and cranny of where to stuff your, like, advertising. And for us, it was, like, a no-brainer. We were on Facebook already. Or I was. Sorry. I'm talking about the industry in general. But, like, I was going to workshops and, like, listening to Jasmine Starr, who's now, like, a friggin' influencer. Like, she was just a wedding photographer back then. But – and, and – you know, they all brought up these like marketing things and how to like do this. And so I took that and I applied it to Mike's business. And like, I'm happy I did because we sort of like, we're always like one step ahead of everybody else in Red Deer, but really on a broader spectrum, like compared to Calgary or Edmonton or like Vancouver, we were probably like on par with what what they were doing. It's just Red Deer is always, we always say it's like two years behind the trend. Well, the funny thing with that too is like, yeah, Red Deer is always probably two to five years behind a trend. But the real estate industry in general is also yeah. like a good two to five years behind any other sort of trend when it comes to like social media, advertising, marketing, all that sort of stuff. So mm-hmm. basically we just started looking outside of real estate on what, you know, what other influential type of careers we're doing with social media to and tried to apply it to, to real estate to make it relevant. Wait, because, going back to that though. Yeah. That was the year that I remember thinking, I was like, Mike, you got to dress like professionally. I was like, we, we can't just wear skate jeans and like skate shirts. So like, even though it was our brand, those people weren't 
buying houses yet. Like even though those were our people, they were not in real estate. Like they weren't in the market to buy or sell. So we had to like pitch ourselves to like more, <laughs> like your dad's clients. And so I think I was like, Mike, you got to buy a suit. And I remember you went to like a clothing store downtown and you bought a suit, but you didn't buy it. Like you put a deposit on it. We're not fashion people. But at the time, I had no idea suits were like thousands of dollars. <laughs> but you like, like put on a deposit, a, or like something. a month's worth of income. And I remember I was like, "So, did you get a suit?" I think it was like a hundred dollars or whatever, like you know, nice pants and a shirt. And he's like, "Yeah, I had to put a five hundred dollar deposit. It was like two thousand dollars." And I was like, "Are you fucking kidding me?" <laughs> like, so I made you go back and sort of like cancel your suit order. I was just like. No, we. I think that was like the best decision ever, though, because we were essentially trying to mimic what we thought was professionalism mm. in real estate. I mean, like who who's your people, and then dress like them. You're, and then I don't know. I mean, yeah, like it's who the like attracts like idea. I mean, we've never really tried to fit in. We've always been like, okay, well, what's comfortable for us? I mean, especially me. I didn't feel comfortable as a realtor in real estate, and I, I feel like I could have never felt comfortable. I don't wear makeup unless I'm on camera, because then I look like a sort of like a dead human a corpse that's the word it's a corpse but I don't wear makeup I don't wear jewelry I don't wear any fancy clothes like all my clothes are basically from old navy it's I'm going for comfort and uh, affordability here buddy um I just I feel like I could never fit into like there's a genre of woman in real estate especially in red deer like professional yeah and like either white blonde hair or like dark black hair beautiful long like somewhat wavy hair and I'm like I've always had short hair I was just like a little bit not really fitting in that mold and Mike you do like you are such a moldable character for red hair I'm a people person yes you are we cannot go to a farmer's market without this human being recognized by 20 people but I mean you grew up here and people know who you are yeah I mean it's a different scenario for me okay well let's go back to the the history the history lesson on Mike's social media or Mike's marketing We, we did calendars we got out of it we did your house, your home. We got out of it. We, I think another thing is talking about True North Realty as a brokerage and how Mike used yeah, to that own. That could be an, an episode on its own, I'm sure. Well, yeah, but it sort of plays into the marketing thing. His dad and his partner, another real, realtor in town, co-owned True North Realty or co-ran it as brokers. And then when Jim left, Mike took over and then fully took it over. And I remember it being downtown, the office, and it was like... A place that no one would want to go. Like, this isn't the downtown that you think is sketchy. This is the downtown that is fucking sketchy. It was, like, behind a church somewhere, behind, like, a <laughs> corner. In like an apartment building, building. On, like, the like, third or fourth floor. In a place that no one would ever turn. A street no one ever turns down. So No signage. No, no signage. No recognition. Nothing. Just, like, in an apartment building, essentially. Except a giant gold sign that said True North Realty. It was amazing. But that was in the foyer on the third floor. <laughs> Right, so no one ever... There was no sign out front or anything. No one saw it. It was like an empty office space, too. You guys had nothing going on. It was, like, so scary. It just didn't make sense. It was kind of like the brokerage trying to present itself Mm. as a real estate brokerage, but not really needing to. So we went to Portland, and... um, we, we walked by this place called Living Room Realty, which was like a different atmosphere. It was like almost like you'd, you'd go into a coffee shop. Like they had garage doors. They were next to a coffee shop, actually, because yeah. that's where we found them. But they had garage doors that would open, like those clear garage doors. And it wasn't 
a day where they had them open, but like, I'm sure that they would have them open and they would have had these cool couches and this cool, like yeah, vibe it was essentially to it. Set up like a living room. It yeah. wasn't set up like an office. No. You walk by and they have this really cool marketing package in the window. Mm-hmm. And then, well, they had all this unique design and marketing uh-huh. all over the front of the building. Right. Uh-huh. And that's what we were like, Oh, you can actually do this with yeah. real estate. We had no idea. Yeah. Right. Because you see all the brokerages and red deer and everybody's like trying to put on this gold standard, you know, <laughs> brown, a lot of brown, a lot of carpets, a lot of yeah. mahogany woods and blazers and brass. patches on your elbows, patches on the elbows. Stuff, you know, we had to go somewhere outside of Red Deer to see that there's a potential in, in doing something different. So going to Portland. So we brought that idea home. And then I remember you asking your guy at the time, the other realtor broker who was on the broker at the time, broker yeah. at the time. You're like, we got to move this office. Let's go downtown. N- not less downtown, <laughs> it, like towards the, like the nicer downtown part. Where good people were. <laughs> yeah. And, um, at the time, this really cool coffee shop that we love so much. And literally like I would donate a kidney to Rollin cause I love him so much and his coffee. But, um, he has a coffee shop called dose and it was down on little Gates Avenue, which is like sort of like this main artery that goes through red deer. And at the time, I'm like, oh my gosh, this is like a mini little Portland in itself. Like, we would go there and have coffee. We would just be like away from Red Deer moment, I guess what I would call it. You know, it just felt like you weren't in Red Deer. And people would come and visit and you'd talk to people. Yeah, there was a lot of, like, positive things happening in downtown Red Deer at that time, which was like 2013, somewhere in there. And I think Rollins sparked a lot of that. A lot of that. So, um, but at the time, there was like a little office space next door. Maybe there was, was one. It was a vacuum shop. It was a vacuum shop. <laughs> it was a vacuum shop <laughs> with the most unapproachable owner that you will ever meet. He did not sell vacuums. I guarantee you. He would you stand he in would... the doorway and block your access to the, to the store yeah. while he was smoking cigarettes. <laughs> I think he was a pimp. So he left or he vacated that spot and we were like oh my gosh this is our chance sorry let's go back we were actually in another building we had moved from the true north we went to uh the sunworks building and it was okay and 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 that's where we met that's where that's where we met rollin okay so actually we weren't on that path yet the trajectory because we were actually in another office space yeah so we moved from that crappy apartment building to the sunworks building downtown okay which is where we met rollin because he had set up dose coffee in the upstairs of the Sunworks building. And that's kind of where our relationship started. Timelines are, are coming together. But Mike is right. We did not go to Portland while you were at that old brassy office. We went to Portland when you were in the Sunworks building. And that's sort of when it catapulted us to look for a better space downtown that's and find kind of, a spot. That, yeah. And, and that's at the time, one of my dad's partners was still the broker at True North. Mm-hmm. And we were in this small little office space in the top of Sunworks. Um, and It was like 200 square feet, I think. Yeah, and we were really pushing to get a website. Now, I remember the website because we didn't have a website. And this was like 2012, 2013, and, and True North Realty had literally zero website. No Google page. Uh, no nothing. nothing. No online No, online no Facebook page. They had Your House, Your Home ads. Yeah. <laughs> and ads in the paper, and that was it. And we wanted to take a different trajectory than the than the existing broker at the time. And I guess what ended up happening is that he, he felt that we needed the space to do that, but it wasn't going to happen with him there, so he left, mm-hmm. which essentially put me back in the position of having to take over broker duties, which I did. Uh, so I became the broker to North in 2013. Mm-hmm. And then we started that transition down to 
the main road because Roland right. had moved Dose. On Little Gates. On Little which Gates. is like a little artery that goes through the downtown of Red Deer. The only reason why we had moved from your old brassy corporate to there was because, again, with um, wedding photography, I saw, like, I was in that space before you. Right. And I was like, oh, I got to have my own space. You know, like, it's the new thing, studio, la, 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 la. And then I sort of, like, winded out of wedding photography. I got pregnant, and I didn't have time for wedding photography. Your focus shifted. So I had a, I had that space and then I passed it on to Mike because we were like, this is the cool thing. This felt, it felt relevant. And, but we wanted to push it further. We put it on the main floor on little gates and that's where we saw the Portland idea. That's where we started turning it sort of into our own living room. And we even wanted to do like a rename of our, the brand, like the name, the brand name. Yeah. But we just couldn't ever do it. I think we just, there was still too much recognition at the time. At the time, yeah, now that's fair that that was true. I think at the now, time, if you say true, now it's really like people are like who, like no oh, one, the, like the next generation of house buyers and sellers will have no idea who True North Realty was, and that's fine. It served its purpose for the time that it existed for my dad and his friends and clientele, but we got to a point where it just didn't add any value. Calendars, your house, your home, the brassy corporate office, we all like nix that the wardrobe, right done that we were like yeah we nope. decided that we we're gonna do real estate the way we wanted to do it which yeah. is gonna be totally different than everybody else and that's kind of always been our mantra really is to to not do what everybody else is doing because that's boring and lame but a lot of people are also more successful than us but that's okay that's fine we like- never got into real estate to be the most successful people in the business we know that there's other people that are far more driven than us. You know, the thing with real estate is I've noticed recently is like the minute you tell people you're like, I'm leaving, but I'm going to keep my clients or I'm out of, I'm, I'm transitioning. The minute you say that it's almost like all your clients, your hundreds of clients will, will ghost you. They're gone. They will not call you. They know you're out. If you're thinking of leaving and sort of like, I'm going to live in this city, but I'm going to still work in Red Deer or wherever, or wherever you were stationed and live off referrals. Trust me, it doesn't work. The minute someone hears that you're leaving. How do we know that? (laughs) Well, we just know that from other people's experiences, but we also know that because we had that happen to us. Yeah, had crossed our minds. Yeah, you had crossed our minds. Let's save that for episode two. Maybe episode two, we'll talk about like every single house we've ever owned, which is about 11. I think it's 10 or 11. I've lost track at this point. We'll figure it out for next episode. Yeah. Okay. But this episode, we're really talking about like why we're transitioning out of social media or specifically Instagram. So if you're like in real estate and you kind of just want to know like what's going on, what, what, what's next in our world and you want to know what, okay, well, how do I, how do I get relevant? Well, let me tell you, it is not by doing trending audio on Instagram anymore because there's so much of that. You're lost in a sea of sort of nothingness. And now I've noticed on Instagram for every 10 videos, like five of them are like they were on YouTube at some point. And then three of them are from TikTok. And then two of them are like new. But, like, no one puts any new stuff on Instagram anymore because the just algorithm sucks for that. Like, I know we've tried. It's just the same thing happened things. with Facebook, too. Because when we started into social media, Facebook was really what we got into yeah. to start. And that, that's where we transitioned out of your house, your home, and into social media was essentially. And then we figured out that Facebook was probably the best place to market and advertise. So we spent a few years, for sure, kind of focusing on advertising and marketing on Facebook, you know, like targeted ads, that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. And then 
that stopped being relevant. Yeah. And we started noticing that people weren't engaging anymore on Facebook. They disappeared completely. Because Instagram was starting to build. So we shifted to Instagram because that was kind of the next place where people were starting to engage with businesses and locals and that sort of thing. It's starting to shift out though. Like well, yeah, I did it's, notice it's like, doing the same thing as almost like Facebook took it over and then destroyed it like it did with itself. You yeah. know what I mean? I did notice though this year, like on a slow year with real estate and just in the market in general and like the just the surrounding atmosphere of people spending, people go on Instagram to be entertained. So in 2020, people were like entertained. They were, weren't spending money there at home. They were scrolling. They were happy on Instagram. It was a good place to be. 2021, was it was like the shackles got taken off. Like everybody that couldn't do anything in 2020 was now looking to, to get into something in real estate, change the house they were in, whatever. The first place to look for a new listing that's coming up because people would post coming soon stuff. Mm-hmm. And if, if you didn't see it come up on Instagram and get in there before it actually hit the MLS, you might not get that house. That house might be sold because there was so much activity. That's the benefit of having sort of a relevant real estate agent in any market. It's hot like it was where we'd post stuff and anybody who was anybody who was on real estate, like they knew their shit. They were like, hey, Mike, get me in. Let me know. What's the price? Here's the thing. Like in a hot market, it doesn't benefit your clients if you're not on social media. You just like you're losing houses for them. So to that, I applaud us because we did see a lot of houses come up for our buyers and we were like, and our sellers, we were able to sell their product quickly. So it was like kind of beneficial, but it's changing. Obviously the market's slowing down and slowing down everywhere else. And the only trends that we're seeing on social media right now are just repeat things, YouTube things on it. It's just Instagram specifically, it's just boring, right? And so people are it's flocking. It's how quickly a social media platform can lose relevance. <laughs> totally. I think that's like it happened with Facebook. We saw it like we were advertising on Facebook and all of a sudden like there was zero engagement. Just holding on to that though, I feel like in a hot market like it was this year, if it picked up again, people would be back on Instagram. Look, we have noticed though when things get boring on Instagram and they have people flock to TikTok. People are going to TikTok to be entertained. Yeah. And Grossed real estate out. when the and market out. Yeah. Real estate when the market is shitty is not entertaining. No. This episode really kind of like condenses why you're seeing a little bit less of us on Instagram, why you won't right. see us on TikTok. You know, you'll see more of us on YouTube, hopefully, if we can get some listings. Like, I love making uh, listing videos. It's like a huge passion project of mine. I think I l- that's something we excel at. If you could give advice to anyone getting into real estate who is in a small center, like Red Deer, somewhere where, like, people know who you are, you have a reputation, you know, people know of you. Like, oh, yeah, I know James, or I know. What is your biggest advice for them getting into social media? And especially now. Getting into social media or just like getting business in general? Just getting business in general, but using social media. Oh, okay. Well, that's a kind of a, like a two-pronged question. I'm not even sure that I would focus on social media at this point. I would focus on figuring out what your community is going to be. For me, when I started in real estate, my community was... What was it, Mike? I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) It was old people. When I started in real estate, my community was people I knew from high school. That was that was was my sphere, right? So figure out what your sphere is going to be. Like now, my when I started in real estate, my sphere was partially my father's clients and then partially people that I knew from high school, and that's how I built my business. And then it kind of transitioned into you know 
other business owners in downtown Red Deer, people in old house neighborhoods that had similar interests to us. So that would be my suggestion or advice to somebody getting into real estate is figure out who your people are and then try and find them. Like right now, it's like for me, I, I'm in a bike club. I do a lot of biking. And so my sphere is now becoming that biking community. And that's kind of how I'm going to, I guess, transition into kind of like a new phase of business, right? My advice to a new realtor would be find something that you're passionate about and then meet other people that have the same passion as you and then build your client base off of that passion. Yeah. Don't force it. Like, no, exactly. Don't do the optimist club thing. Like I remember we were in one at one point. We're like, at one point and it was like, it didn't go well. There's a million realtors in those things. That's a problem. And those like networking Networking groups, groups. like there's a million realtors and they're not, none of these people are your friends. None of these people will stand by you. They're all just in it for themselves. Yeah, Every I mean, single they don't one have similar passions to you, and they're probably in other groups where there's obligations to refer people within that network. So find something that you're passionate about, and then try and find people that have a similar passion. And mm-hmm. then in the natural progression of conversations with those people, they'll find out that you're a real estate yeah. agent. And they'll want to use your services because they want to use somebody that they know, like, and trust. Thanks for listening, guys. If you really enjoyed this podcast, make sure to subscribe to it. Try to find us on YouTube. We'll be posting clips of our podcasts on Instagram at some point. If you need a good real estate guy. Shut the fuck up, Mike. (laughs)